evolving with evolution. <laughs> so, uh, let's do this thing, right? All right. Where? Let's do it. Where? Where? <clears throat> where? We're we're doing podcasts that are like that are like the the basic every podcast that ever existed had these sort of questions on it. Mm -hmm. I'll start. Okay. And then you'll then you'll give me one of the most commonly asked questions. We'll just go we'll aim for like the most com the probably the most common ones, like the ones you that people have probably asked the most on common podcasts. Okay. All right. So let me start. Let me try to think. Um, <clears throat> that's life with evolution is your podcast. Mm -hmm. What inspired you most? to get started with that podcast and having those types of conversations? Well, um, basically the idea came up once I had a conversation with uh, jukebox ginger. Uh, we, were <laughs> we were, uh, we were talking and he mentioned that he had a podcast and he'd been doing it for several years. And I was like, Oh, wow, that sounds interesting. You know, um, I would really like to check it out and see what how it goes. And uh, he also mentioned that he was trying to get other people to get going in podcasts. I'm like, well, you know, I'm always interested in doing something, you know, to stay busy. Um, so we got going on it and it went really fast. Uh, so I came up with these ideas. Uh, basically, I've been holding on for years to try to structure some, some out of it that would make good. Uh, in the community or society or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and once I started putting my material together, uh, it just all made sense to call it That's Life because mm -hmm. all my episodes came out, you know, to benefit people in life situations. Uh, and my name, Evolution, um, is basically kind of explaining my life as, as how I've been evolving over the years. Uh, through situations and, uh, you know, just growing up and seeing people go through things and uh, doing research and experiencing my own stuff. So uh, it was a great time for me to get involved with a podcast. And uh, so far, so good. It, it's, it's, uh, it's funny to think about, like, how – a lot of podcasts probably got started around, let's say, March of 2019. Mm -hmm. It's probably a, a big boom of podcasters began probably right at that time. Mm -hmm. Had you been thinking about it since then? Were you like when you were when you were when you were locked down in your house and you're like, man, I wish I had a, a podcast. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of them and I watched them and I thought they were interesting, uh, but I had no idea how they functioned or how they were set up. Um, you know, some of the topics were really, you know, uh, interesting, um, but I never really thought about having my own podcast show um, up until the time that I had that conversation with Jukebox Ginger. 
All right. So have you thought yet of your super probable, very basic question that you can ask me? <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Uh, you know, are we are we sticking to the subject of podcasting? No, there's no sticking to anything. Okay, we're, okay. we're, we're glue, man. I mean, we're 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 we're, <laughs> we're just flowing. We're fluid, we're okay. fluid. and um, it's it's an evolving process. You know, like we'll get to where, you know, we'll get to where. Like, how the heck did we even get here? Who knows? <laughs> like that, those kind of conversations. I love that kind of stuff. We're like, uh, how did we get? How did we get to this from that? Like that. That's. <laughs> That's fascinating as hell to me. All right. So my question to you is, what um, made you decide to be a wrestler? <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> um, when, when I was a kid, and I probably told the story on this podcast a few times, I, I became a fan of the WWF when I was like 12, mm -hmm. right? So like probably, I mean, if you, if you're, are you a wrestling fan at all? Uh, I think my sons are more wrestling fans than me, but uh, I became a wrestling fan because I would like watch it with them and take them to the uh, events that came to town. So okay. um, yeah, it's, it's very entertaining. So if I, if I said some names, would they ring any bells to you? Uh, yeah, if you mention like the bigger names, yeah, I would okay. definitely yeah, know those bigger names. So when I was a kid, like the match, the matches that like hooked me and were like, mm -hmm. yes, you're gonna be a fan of this forever, was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. versus yeah. versus Bret the Hitman Hart at WrestleMania. Nice. Uh, it was a it was a I Quit match or something, mm -hmm. and then there was a match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Oh wow. At, at a, an event called hell in a cell uh -huh. well the event wasn't called hell in a cell hell, the event the event was called bad blood but okay. the match was called the hell in a cell and, um, and that was the debut of kane if you've mm. ever heard of kane yes, so that, that was that was the first appearance we ever saw kane mm -hmm. uh and those those moments were like man this is hooking me i'm i mean at the time i was 12 13 something like that and then and then when I was 14, um, my my friend Scott found an article in the Bucks County Courier Times. So in the newspaper, mm -hmm. there was an article written about like a local a local building set up that was like a, a a pro wrestler teaching kids how to be wrestlers. Huh. And we were like, well, we're kids and we want to be wrestlers. So. <laughs> So we went there and, um, and it was, it you know, it turned out it wasn't like a, a guy who wasn't, he wasn't very legit. Like mm -hmm. he, he wasn't like teaching maneuvers or anything. He would just mm -hmm. like, you'd show up and he'd be like, yeah, get in there and do whatever, you know, do, <laughs> do whatever. And I'm not going to show you how to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then he'd like sit outside of the ring and he'd get drunk and smoke. Oh, and shoot. <laughs> and then like, and then he would like hit us all the time. <laughs> like just because it's wrestling i could just i could just abuse these kids it's wrestling <laughs> oh man uh, uh and then and then i met i met some you know i met some some amazing people there um and uh my i met who my my best friend uh 
I was I was the best man in his wedding. He'll be the best man in mine. Oh, nice. Uh, 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 Rich Rick Rick Connor, and mm -hmm. uh, he brought when when that <laughs> when that school where the where the people were abusing kids. Uh, when when that school got shut down, ultimately, mm -hmm. like uh, who we didn't call that, right? <laughs> that place ultimately <laughs> got shut down. Then, uh, then Rick and um, and my my other friend I met there, Dewey, he they both they both convinced me to come to the school that they were at, mm -hmm. and and then uh, that was I was I think fifteen the first time I went there, and. Um, and I think I haven't spent much time not being in a ring. Nice. <laughs> like nice. any extended amount of time. The most time I've spent outside of a ring in that time has been the 13 months that it took me to recover from brain surgery in wow. 2000, 2012. Wow. 2011 into 2012. That's, that's awesome, man. That's exciting. <clears throat> and then I got right back in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've uh, been hooked. I've been hooked since youth. Yeah, uh, my sons were really fans of uh, uh, the Hardy Brothers. Mm -hmm. So uh, they would wear the sleeves uh, for Jeff Hardy, and uh, <laughs> you would say, "Take those things off. What are you doing, you, <laughs> you little whack job? What are you doing? Stop! Come on!" But yeah, on. It, it, it was a lot of fun, and. Um, <clears throat> When the when the uh, events came to town, I took them, and uh, that's kind of how I got uh, linked into it because I got to see the shows live, and uh, they were they were they were they were exciting. You know, they knew how to put on a show and uh, entertain the fans. So, uh, long what, as my son, what, go ahead. When you say came to town, what town are you in? I don't oh, think I mean, we ever talked about that. No, no, we didn't. I'm in Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. Uh, so sometimes the shows would come to Kansas City, Missouri, which is right across the water. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and sometimes they would come to Topeka or St. Joe. Um, so that's close enough where I can just hop in the car and go mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, like Raw and SmackDown, like house oh, yeah. shows and things like that. Was yep. there any like major pay-per-view events or any like, um, like Royal Rumble or, or I think, Spider I think. I think later those came through like uh, I guess it was the Sprint Center then. It's the T-Mobile Center now. Um, but my sons were older then and they, they kind of grew out of it. <clears throat> so uh, we didn't really go to those. We just watched them on TV. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that didn't happen to me, the growing out of it thing. Cause it does it I feel like I think that might be partly uh like a societal pressure sort of thing. Like mm -hmm. when all your friends are like, Come on, man, grow up. That stuff's fake, it's for kids. And people just go, Yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> I I think a lot I think most people are are um conforming in that sort of way, like mm -hmm. to going, Oh that but I I'm the I'm the double down type. Where every, when everyone else says no, I say yes. When everyone else says go, I say stay. When everyone mm -hmm. says stay, I go. Got it. I'm I'm just sort of a I'm I'm an outcast. I'm a rebel. Um, you're unique. 
uh, and you uh, follow your own lead. You know, um, we we could use a lot more of that in society. <laughs> well, I, I hope to inspire people, man. If I'm doing nothing else but doing that, you know, uh, I hope that happens because, yeah. you know, um, I, I would love I would love it to be like my full time living to inspire people and make people want to want to be something more or be something different or uh, look at things differently or look at relationships differently or look at them themselves differently look at their families differently uh, i i feel like i have a lot to offer in that that aspect of things uh, I, I believe you do i believe we all have that ability um it's just that a lot of people don't, uh, I guess, embrace the passion behind it, uh, mm -hmm. like our, yourself and myself. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to bring the good out of people and uh, help them uh, spread their wings and, you know, elevate to something uh, that I see in them, um, but they don't see in themselves. Uh, so it's kind of hard to communicate that to someone when their 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 own vision is limited um but you everybody else or at least i can clearly see their potential and um they don't want to put forth the effort to get to where they probably could be and go even further i mean it's it, it's kind of a continuation from a conversation we had this morning on on your show but mm -hmm. uh, it's it's definitely like people get inside of the pattern of uh, uh oh, that'll never happen for me like th that'll never that'll never be like anything they want they talk themselves out of it and they're Absolutely. in the habit of here's the thing i want and here's the way i'm going to talk myself out of it like that's the constant cycle that we're all in it's not mm. on purpose we're not doing mm. it on purpose right it's like you just have we have to like go Hey, it's not your fault. I mean, it kind of is your fault, but like, it's not your fault that it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Because like, the the past events, past events, influencing future events. That's just like the nature of being a person. Yeah, routine. Routine is something we crave. Um. Yeah, I agree. However, um. <clears throat> Some of our appetites are bigger than others. <laughs> um, myself, I'm, you know, I'm one of them. I like to stay busy doing something. Um, um, the podcast, when it came about, the idea of it uh, lit a pilot light that I didn't know I had. Um, and the reason, yeah, there definitely. And then the reason it, it really kicked me off so hard and so fast is, you know, I did music before and uh, now I'm wanting to do music again and get into even other things like writing books and uh, perhaps even doing, you know, some movies and television. Uh, mm -hmm. So this avenue right here, because um, I was at a kind of a standstill before, mm -hmm. um, it opened up opportunity um, and I'm using it exactly for that, you know, because a lot of people 
like like the podcasters you mentioned, they had a couple episodes and then they just kind of gave up or threw oh, in the towel. I don't think that was on the air. That, I think that was before we started rolling. Uh, okay, well, yeah, before we started rolling, we had a conversation about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, we're talking, uh, about, talking about like how there's New Year's resolutioners mm-hmm. at the gym, and uh, you know, give them a, give them a month or two, and they're then they gave up already. Mm-hmm. Like right as soon as the New Year's starts, they have that resolution they're going to get in there every day, and they do that for a month or two, and then they stop going. Yep. I think that's a, a, the case when it comes to a lot of people going, hey, I want to start a podcast. And then they start a podcast and they go 12 episodes. And success is the is rare, like to just automatically get to, that's that's it's ideal for that to happen. But it doesn't always happen. And probably when people face the reality of that, then they give up pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. uh, that was just for context uh, to for, for what our conversation was. Absolutely. So um, unless you're already a big name, you know, like right. a household name, you can start a podcast today and be very successful with it, of course, because everybody's just going to log in. And, right. Like uh, if you are, if you already have a built in audience, if you already like that, that's, that's going to be the case sometimes, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Right. No, right. Like sometimes it's not, it's, and I think we, I'm going to, I'm going to include myself in this. Mm-hmm. We'll get discouraged thinking that we're, what we are saying is not important enough because not enough people are hearing it. And it's not the context of what you're saying. It's the fact that like you don't already have a built-in audience who is able to hear what you're saying. It's not like they have heard it and don't like it. That's mm-hmm. not the case. They just haven't heard it. Right. Um, <clears throat> that that's what will discourage tons of podcasters. I think, you know, that's pop, probably, I mean, I've been a part of a few podcasts. I mean, not just, not just my own. I was a, I was a, I was a, a part of a, a trio team. We did a podcast that went, we were going like seven years with it. Oh, wow. And, and, and um, we got, we, you know, we weren't seeing results for doing tons of work. For mm-hmm. so long, we used to drive to the studio every Friday and rent out studio space and like do it professionally and have like, like, like real guests on. Like we had like Jerry King Lawler, we had Tom Brandy, we had like, like, like in our sport, real guests. We had Lanny Poffo and uh, Warlord, like a bunch of a bunch of names you probably have no idea who they are, but we had. <laughs> we had we had like big guests and we had like a professional presentation, but you know, we weren't household names. Right. So a little bit, a little bit of like being discouraged and a little bit of like, I think uh, my, my co-host, my best friend who I was just talking to you about Rick, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was becoming a little less interested in watching wrestling anymore because it wasn't like it was, you know, kind of getting repetitive and mm-hmm. like the the predictable, I guess. Yeah. And, and he uh, just kind of fell off. So I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, I mean, those things, those things happen. Um, but um, for, for people like myself, I mean, uh, going back to the music, I, um, I had artists. 
that I was trying to work with, trying to develop and even putting money into them and everything. And they never, I guess I wanted it more than they did because right. I, I yeah. saw the potential, you know, I knew they had talent mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, if we just get you there, uh, you're, you're picking up too much of their slack. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. I, like I can't love you and I can't love you enough for the both of us. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you name it, you know, they wouldn't show up for recording mm -hmm. sessions. They wouldn't yeah. show up for shows. Uh, they would be at the venue and wouldn't get on stage. I'm like, come on, man. You know, um, so you want me to want this more for you than you want it for you, man. <laughs> How is that possible? What, right. What's your, what's your, um, what's your favorite genre of music? It, I listen to a lot of different styles. I guess my favorite, both, both, both two, and your favorite to perform. Uh, say that again. Your both your favorite to listen to and your favorite to perform. Um. My favorite to listen to is jazz. Uh, my favorite to perform to has a jazzy beat to it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's like rap with a jazz mixture in the beat. So uh, yeah. any, anything like that um, just really gets me going. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> you're you're saying that you're probably going to start doing a music podcast, right? As the as the new year starts, uh, it will it will involve music uh, in some of the segments. Um, we will be talking about um, some life situations, uh, some sports, some music. Uh, we'll kind of be bouncing all over the place, mm. um, but. It has a different spin on it than my show. My show is more uh, uh, <clears throat> kind of opening people's eyes to situations that they are either, you know, they're involved in or, or they, they've been through or they might be coming their way. <laughs> so, right. uh, so, yeah, mine is more focused on individuals. Um, bettering themselves or being better prepared for situations to evolve through them or beyond mm -hmm. them. Um, the, the show starting in uh, January is more, uh, I guess, uh, directed towards uh, just entertainment period for the masses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, are you finding a balance? Is there, is there something like, that you didn't expect that has been hitting you more now that you have experience in doing it now that you're, that you're already rolling the ball. Do you think that like when it comes to uh, life, are you going to do it like that's life? Or are you going to do that more like a host way? And then when you go do the, the music one, are you going to do that more casual, more like, Oh, here, here's me or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's life. Definitely will be a host. Uh, right. Um, the second one is called uh, What's Going On with Poetics and Evolution. I will have a co-host and we will be um, doing this show together, uh, putting, our, putting our heads together and coming up with uh, different ideas. Uh, so far, we got some pretty good stuff we're working on. So um, I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to it. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So 
man, there's so much, so much. So in just just from the service, like we've only we've only had our first conversation this morning today. Yes. Uh-huh. But I always have so many questions in my mind when when having conversations, especially with people, because you're you're coming from a host space. So it wasn't like, oh, well, interrupt what he's doing to ask him these questions that I'm thinking. But I um, figure you were like, oh, well, I'm open to do your show after. Yeah, and absolutely. Let's, let's do that. And I'll ask those questions then. So the, the question I wanted to ask you was, what was your like spiritual base growing up until now? Um, my mom kept us in church. Uh, she started out a Baptist and then she moved to uh, what is considered Church of God in Christ. Uh, that's pretty much the, the bulk of my base. Uh, I mean, I visited other churches uh, like Catholic and whatnot, but um, you know, that's that's basically it. You know, my mom brought us up, you know, through those uh, channels, and uh, so our balance is pretty even. You know, uh, we 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 want to you know be respectable to our elders. We want to. Uh, be fair and treat people like we want to be treated, you know? Uh, so um, with that being said, you know, that's kind of how I direct my, uh, my podcast, you know, looking out for everybody and <clears throat> knowing that people all bleed the same color, you know, <laughs> uh, we all breathe the same I mean, air. <laughs> well, I mean, some of us are pretty colorblind. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's not all the same color. I don't. I can't tell. I I just I I I sometimes my eyes don't want to see color. But maybe maybe uh, maybe um maybe some people are aliens and I don't know. Did you ever see that movie They Live with Roddy Roddy Piper? <laughs> Those people yeah. bled different colors, right? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, special effects can do a lot. <laughs> but um you know we all breathe the same air um so i just kind of view everything that way you know I, I don't really uh because of the experiences that i have you know and the people that i met coming up who were very beneficial to uh helping me hit the path that i'm on um you know I, i've learned to respect everybody so was well what was the 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 family what was you have a uh, single mom and was it both parents was it uh, siblings early on it was both parents and then it it uh evolved into single mom um with my siblings and uh you know which which kind of turned around uh, on me because I ended up being a single parent as well I was about to ask you that next. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the marriage went its direction. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, when all which, the... Which happens? Which happens? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. yeah. Yeah, and then when all the smoke cleared, uh, I found myself in a house with my sons. So uh, mm -hmm. it was time to 
get the game face on and do what I had to do to keep things going. Mm-hmm. And by the looks of it, your house looks amazing. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm saying I'm saying that for the audio <laughs> listeners, uh, I, I'm looking at the video and what's behind him is the 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 stock backdrop that StreamYard gives you as you sign on, where where the, it's kind of green screeny, I guess, and then uh-huh. you can see the green screen has come through on the on the wire on your headphones. Uh huh. So it looks like looks like it, your headphones are cutting right through you. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I chose this backdrop because uh, um, I've always you like loved, jazz music, and there's a piano back there. You know, I've always loved the the piano setting in a house. Uh, I've seen it a few times, and to me, it it just. Uh, you know, loving music the way that I do, uh, it it it, ha- it makes a statement. You know, even if nobody's playing it, it just makes a strong statement to have a baby grand piano in your in your in your home. <laughs> Dude, did you see that movie Soul on on Disney? I did. Yeah, that was that was pretty rad. I like that. Yeah, uh, very good. Jamie movie. Fox, piano player. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> so, is it time for me to ask you another question? Please, please. I mean, don't <laughs> don't ever feel like you have to ask permission. Oh right, no, no. Just uh, I, I was I was thinking there, and um, I wanted to know what got you started in podcasting. Oh, okay. Um, so. Uh, when we started doing, when we were doing the, uh, wrestle rock. So, uh, mm-hmm. me and my friends were recording the wrestling, the wrestling podcast. Um, mm-hmm. we would do it, we would do it weekly and it would be one hour. So for one hour, we could talk about wrestling and mm-hmm. things revolving pro wrestling and, you know, a little bit of comedy and a little bit of that, but I, I knew that there was more vulnerability that I wanted to share about me. Mm-hmm. I knew that there was more of my methods that like I wanted, like, you know, w- when you're part of a collective, there's always other voices chiming in and you, you know what I mean? You don't want to suck up all the time. Mm-hmm. want to maximize everybody's minutes, not just yours. So uh, I, I was listening to tons of podcasts that were inspiring me. So I listened to a lot of WTF, uh, Mark Maron's podcast. I was listening to a lot of You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of uh, Duncan Trussell's Family Hour. I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. And I was just constantly inspired. And I was mm-hmm. like, the one common thing that none of these podcasts have is none of them have me. They need to have me on them. <laughs> right? The podcast needs to exist where there's a me talking to people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also like, you know, sharing a little bit more about me that I could get out in those uh, minutes and doing the, you know, doing the collective as a, a panelist on on the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I think I, um, there was a, there was a internet. This is, this is before uh, we were doing a at home like this. This is before, like, this is when 
I used to rent studio space. Oh, wow. So, uh, in, I, it was 2017 when I started this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it started as was I, I was a guest on my friend Heather's podcast. And it was at this studio that was like right around the corner from where I live. And I was like, I, I like texted her and I was like, Hey, like what's, what's, uh, what's studio time there? What's it cost? And she was like, nothing. Why do you want your own show? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so the, then I, then I got my own show and, and, uh, it started out as like, I was doing a internet radio state. It was almost like, um, it was almost like a AM radio, like mm-hmm. no one's listening to it, but it was like, uh, it started as me like going on there and like playing some music and talking like telling some stories in between mm-hmm. and like it was like every monday every monday night you could listen to you could listen to evolving with Corey castle on aquanet radio and um and then uh it got real limiting like i mm-hmm. i mean i could only do mondays or record on saturdays or like saturday mornings or monday nights Mm-hmm. And it was like tough to ask people to like come in, like because I didn't have the ability to do virtual like this back then. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of obstacles, and uh, and then I then I stopped then I stopped even going into the studio and just doing it from home, which was more beneficial oh, yeah. uh, as far as like flexibility wise. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, here we st- here we still are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but um, I think that I think I think that answered your question, right? Absolutely. Um, you mentioned being available to do shows at your will, um, man. That's that's like the greatest thing ever because in my world, uh, my schedule is so uh, heavy that it's like I, I really don't have time to. <clears throat> get dressed and go to a location and um, wherever it may be and, and do a show. Um, Right. Like now I can just open up the, open up the computer. uh, And then all of a sudden you're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm everywhere. So uh, it's, it's wonderful to have a setup like that at your fingertips in your own home that you can just, you know, just go, you know, whenever you want to say, Hey, you know, do you want to do a show? Yeah, sure. All right. And boom, there it is. (laughs) Yes. So like, what what was the main type of shows? What was the main, like for me, when I, when I was like, I wanted to do, I, I had a few shows that I like was inspired by stuff that, Mm -hmm. that like, that I could see myself doing like that and being that type of host, but like Mm -hmm. at the same time, continuing to just be me, like being that host, but like adding the me element to it. Mm -hmm. Did you have any of that when it came to wanting to start your program? Um, actually, yeah, you know, that was one of the things I talked to Jukebox about, um, because I knew everybody had the opportunity to have full, uh, creativity with their own podcast. And, um, I told them, Hey, let me think about it a couple of days and see what I come up with. 
And the more I thought about it, the more that's life came into play because of all the things that I wanted to address to try to help people uh, see things a little bit clearer or differently um, and kind of wake people up out of the trance of situations that they're in, you know, uh, because things really don't have to be the way that they are, you know, um, they can be a lot better or they could just be different, you know? So um, I, I thought with my creativity and, and what the knowledge that I obtained over the years, along with my research, I could deliver my podcast shows in a way to where people would listen to and be like, oh, wow, you know, I never thought of that, or that's very interesting, you know, um, tell me more, <laughs> you know. Um, Have you ever done, like, spaces, like, on Twitter? Like, how on Twitter you can, like, open a space and just, like, have conversations and people can come in and talk with you and stuff? Like, no, almost, I, like, host a podcast on I, Twitter? I haven't done that yet. Uh, maybe I, I haven't done, I haven't done that much either, but I've, yeah. I've listened to a few of them. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and a few of them sound just like you. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So that's that's interesting. Uh, there's competition out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I not exactly like you. Uh -huh. it's just just a little bit like like as far as like wanting wanting to change things, wanting to yeah, help, absolutely wanting, yeah. wanting growth in communities and wanting uh, people to get out of their own ways. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's good to hear. I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe I can do that sometime in the future uh, if that opportunity opens up. But um, I'm just really glad to have the opportunity I have right now with my own show um, and another one coming here pretty quick. Uh, have have you made the, ju the jukebox ginger rounds, the JG lounge round? Uh, <laughs> as far I, as like go going as a guest on all of the podcasts that he produces? Um, the only podcast that I've been on so far is his show. The uh, mm -hmm. JG's Lounge, uh, mm -hmm. JG's Lounge, and um, Stardom. No, no, yeah, Stardom. That's the yeah. I was on mm -hmm. Stardom like maybe nine times uh, to oh, try wow. to to try to build up to my own show. Knock, knock the knock the knock the the rust off or yeah, uh -huh. the, 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 the <laughs> nerves off, like exactly. whatever nerves you might have about it. Because yes. like, like I I think when it comes to like certain. Uh, displays or like whenever it comes to like being public like mm -hmm. whenever it comes time to like being on stage for me like i get a little bit nervous i mean uh like well, when i wrestle i get nervous when i mm -hmm. go do stand up i get nervous i i get less nervous doing this but like i have some i got some ticks like mm -hmm. as you can tell i keep swiveling the chair just uh -huh. maybe a little <laughs> nervous tick but um, I, I can I can tell you what audio picking that up. <laughs> I can tell you uh, no, I, I didn't pick up the chairs with them. But uh, I can tell you what someone told me uh, uh, a teacher that I had who was a very good teacher, um, because we had a speech class and we were going to speak in front of the class and a lot of us were nervous, and the teacher was like, "Well, nervousness is a sign that your body's getting ready for what's about to happen." Uh, your body's getting you set up because it knows that this is about to happen 
and mm -hmm. the adrenaline uh, is starting to flow so you can function and execute that performance uh, to the level that you're wanting to compete at uh, or, or present at. And uh, it made a lot of sense, but that's basically the truth, actually. You know, when you get nervous, when you get ready to do something, that's your adrenaline kicking in. So to me, I embrace it now. When I get a little nervous before I do something like a show or something like a podcast, I know that that's my 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 body telling me, hey, you know, I'm ready. I'm waiting on you, you know. So that's that's how I look at it. I, I like that. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna start thinking of that when I start. I start getting teeth chattery. Uh huh. I get. Start, I'm like I, I. There should be a voice in my head that goes, "You've done this a million times. <laughs> You've done this a million zillion times. Why are you doing that?" But like because because every time I, is new. I. It's also I think you know there's the. Wrestling is risky. <laughs> like oh yeah, going out yeah. there, is, you're, risk, you're risking your your body. You're risking your health. Mm -hmm. uh, that, and you're also like putting your trust in somebody else. Who, mm -hmm. you know, I, who who knows? You know, who knows yeah. what could happen? Like so, I mean, there's a little a little bit of that the nerves there, and also the the performance anxiety. You know, mm -hmm. the performance exactly like you're about to be in front of a bunch of people, like yeah. an audience of people, like mm -hmm. and probably some of them have never seen me before and probably a good chunk of them have never watched wrestling before. Don't know who I am. Like, so I got to I got to go make an experience for them. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, the weight of that gets me teeth chattery. But but uh, I, I I probably know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask you this anyway, uh, because I've experienced it. Once you get in that setting, once you get in that ring, and you're doing your thing, uh, is that not the greatest feeling in the world? Uh, it's it's something you couldn't find a way to bottle it up and sell it. Like there's no yeah. there's no other feeling that mm -hmm. is like that. I think it it's like okay when when you're a football player mm -hmm. and you make an excellent catch and everyone cheers mm -hmm. it's like that but like here i know i can pull this off like mm -hmm. i know i can get the reaction that i want out of these people because i know what the moves are. I know what the motions are. I don't have mm -hmm. to catch something because I can't catch anyway. I can't catch. <laughs> I can't throw. I can't play video games. I'm not the kind of coordinated that most nerds are. <laughs> I'm a totally different kind of nerd. <laughs> but yeah, um, for myself, when I'm, when I'm on stage in front of that crowd, um, the first time I ever performed live, was the first time I ever felt like I was completely and totally free. Um, and that's the best way I can put it. Um, it. It was, it was the greatest experience that I've had ever, you know, to be on stage, to perform a song that I created that was in here for years mm -hmm. and uh, finally was able to record it the way it was up here. That's and it. now I'm hearing it outside of my head for the first time uh, in front of the people who now can hear 
what has been in my head for years. Yeah, um, the, the the gold mine of your brain. Yes, you, sir. And and then the, to the gold that has been mined from your mind. Yeah, exactly. And then Amazing. to see their response and their reactions to something that was pretty much all me in mm-hmm. the creation in the creative uh you know um uh, uh, just creating the music um is is everything you know for for people to appreciate something that you created or something that you did uh and it was all yours um to see that response and hear them even singing the lyrics with you you know oh, that's um, got to be that's got to be the feeling right <laughs> like that is it, like that's, yeah. that that is a level of over like yeah. in rest, in wrestling we call like the fans reacting the way you want them to react we call uh-huh. that being over yeah, we okay. call that being over so like okay. having the people actually like singing along like that 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 gives me goosebumps to think about how cool that feels oh like, yeah I, I I've always I've made the joke for years. Uh, I don't know if I've ever made it on stage, but I go like, you know how like when you go to see a band in concert, mm-hmm. and like most of the people there know the words, and yeah. so the so the singer will like stop and like put the mic out, and then everybody uh-huh. will sing it along. I'll never be the one singing along in that moment. <laughs> somehow that's the part of the song I don't know. Like somehow <laughs> that's the part of the. That's the band singing a song I don't know. And I'm like, what if comedians did that? Like, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> you say this part too. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I think that's the beauty of being a comedian, though. Even though I'm not a comedian, um, the, com- the creativity of a comedian, I think, is even more brilliant than a songwriter because uh, I think, I think the job of a comedian is a lot more difficult. You know, Um, you put on a nice track and people are going to all of a sudden start to rock back and forth to the music before you even sing, you know, start to, uh, you know, do the lyrics. Uh, But a comedian, you have to tell the joke first before they laugh. And, uh, to me, that's a lot, lot more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, I think, I think Mike Kaplan said this. He said, um, he said, comedy is the only job where you have to be funny for you to be doing what the job is. Like, mm-hmm. comedy. Like, if comedy isn't funny, what is it? <laughs> like, it's not comedy. You, when you put music on, you go, "Hey, that's not music." Just because it's bad doesn't mean it isn't still music. Right, so. right, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, um the the uh the the moments in like throwing it out there and having it like bomb and having nobody understand the joke and mm-hmm. like not getting a laugh. <sighs> that sucks. <laughs> that sucks so bad. <laughs> It, it really because it's like it's like you know um you sometimes you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of stage time sometimes mm-hmm. you go to a place and they're like yeah do do, do 10 minutes so yeah. it's like okay so two of that 10 minutes like 10 of these i mm-hmm. wasted two of them 
I wasted two of yeah. them on something I got nothing for. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then you know you have to readjust and reset and, and bounce right. back really, really quick, you know. Well, you you like can that. try. You can try. It's, <laughs> it's difficult to do. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, that's that's why I'm not a comedian. <laughs> where where I'll where I'll where I will flub it up is like I will want to not look at the, the 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 note that I wrote. I wrote the mm-hmm. notes for myself to keep it in the order that I wanted to, to be in. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get so super like nervous after I hit like the first two or three out that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh god, I look at the note again. And then when I go to look at the notes, I like don't want to appear that I that I like looked at them and going oh, check. That's exactly where I am. Yep. Like I'll look at it like yeah. <laughs> and I'll totally miss out like miss something and I'll mess up somehow. And it's hard to recover from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the nature of the, the business there. Um and uh, I see, like, some of the people who – how long have you been doing comedy, by the way? Uh, I don't like to I don't like to admit it, but I probably started in 2008 doing comedy. Okay. Wow. So I, I, I normally say, like, I don't think I was, like, somebody who knew my voice in comedy. Like, knew – and I'm still finding it. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I say that I don't think I like really kind of found that till like between like 2012 and 2017, probably. Mm-hmm. And and still working on it. I'm still okay. trying to find. But yeah, I don't you, think I've done comedy in a year or so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, but you, you're kind of a uh, unique, uh, not kind of, you really are unique because you you bounce from being an actor to a wrestler to a comedian. Um, I just, it's, it's like when, when I look at each one of those, they, they really don't fit <laughs> in line with each other because they're so different. Um, how did you, I guess, find um, yourself being in all those three or those avenues? Well, I think those are all the those are the main things I wanted to be when I grew mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna be a movie star, you know. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. And then and then I found wrestling. <laughs> and then wrestling was a combination of those things to me somehow. Like somehow okay. it was the acting, performing, all that stuff, the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of it, it kind of scratched all those itches, you know, but but then I got to a point where it's like I I want crowd reactions that have that have to revolve around how funny everybody always tells me I am, you know. Okay. Like, yeah. Like the the joy I get out of making a room of people laugh, like not not just a room that I'm doing comedy in, a room that I like if I'm just chatting and there's a bunch of people at a dinner or something and I make I make a joke that makes everybody laugh. That the that the way that that lights up a little, a little flips a switch in my heart, you know, mm-hmm. lights me up. <laughs> so, um, so that that it says a lot about you as a person because most people can't find one thing that they love to do, 
uh, and you found at least three. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, well, oh, well, uh, now, now at this point, like I, I've been jumping from day job to day job for years, mm -hmm. like pro wrestling, stand up comedy have never been my full time living. Okay. Um, I mean, acting was how I was making my, the bulk of my income for a, a little while there. Mm -hmm. But like it never was that I was living comfortably for sure. I was working my ass off. And the uh like now I'm now I'm a server at Applebee's, you know, like mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, want some chicken wonton tacos? All right. Like <laughs> like that's that's not that's not really uh guided towards me making the kind of changes in the world that I'd like made. Mm -hmm. But uh gotta pay the bills understand understood um uh, so when you are out in public um have you ever had someone approach you that knew who you were like from either comedy or movies it's, or it's pretty rare wrestling dude. it is really really rare. it's very rare i mean most of the time if anybody knows who i am it's because they actually know me in real life mm -hmm. like if, if i run into people out in public it's usually people who have met me already mm -hmm. and know me because they like went to high school with me or something like okay. I'm, in a, I'm in a kind of a small town, small, small world situations. I meet people and they're like, oh, man, I haven't seen you since high school, like stuff like that. But like mm -hmm. it's never like people go, hey, I'm a huge fan. I, wa I watch everything, you know, like I don't I almost don't think that exists i don't think that i have fans like that mm -hmm. i mean most of most of my like fans uh, that i wrestle in front of are in delaware so like they don't i it doesn't they don't i'm not gonna run into them i don't live in <laughs> delaware i'm right. not gonna run in <laughs> and uh Where, and you're you're in philadelphia right yes yeah okay. what, what's that like because i've never been there um, it's, I just, I just don't know anything different. You know, I don't know anything different, but it's like, I've done some traveling and everywhere else feels way safer than here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, that, is that a weird thing to say? But like everybody in Philly is like, oh, what? Oh, you hate me? That's fine. I don't give a shit. Like everybody <laughs> in Philly is like, yo, you don't care. You don't like me? I don't care. But I don't like you. Like that's almost like everybody in Philly. But then like there's, but then there's also like, then there's also like real close bonds that mm -hmm. Philly people make. Like mm -hmm. I, I, it's, it's a real, it's a real shifty balance there. Okay. So it's, it's no in between. It's either on the. Uh, you know, on one side or the other, brotherly <laughs> love or brotherly hate. <laughs> the the funny thing is, man, like I I I I tried this on stage. It, it definitely flopped. But I I wanted to talk about um, how every everybody that I know who's from Philly mm -hmm. who has brothers hates their brothers. I don't know what it is like. I I love my brother. I was talking about 
how I, I, I talk to and I see and I hug my brother every day and I tell him I love him. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think being from the city of brotherly love that that, that, that would be everybody. But like right. everybody I talk to is like, oh, I fucking hate my brother. Oh, my oh, my brother's a dick. I haven't talked to my brother in 10 years. Like, that's not brotherly love, man. No, <laughs> that's, that's totally not. That's the opposite. <laughs> where, where are we supposed to be from, dude? Uh, apparently not. Apparently that was a hopeful gesture. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, I I think that you know maybe it was just it it, it seemed good on a postcard. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed well, like a I mean, good thing to say on a postcard. When when you mention that there are strong bonds there, you know maybe that's what they're leaning towards. As opposed yeah, to the other one, yeah. You know, you know. Sometimes Philly stuff hits different, right? So, mm-hmm. like, like Rocky would probably be a way different movie to you than it would be to me, you know. Uh, and yeah. and and like any M Night Shyamalan movies, any any like Kevin Hart stuff, Will Smith <laughs> stuff. You're like Philly, yep, that's Philly. Yeah. But like, but you you don't, we won't feel that about like a lot of like. You you can you can commonly find back to like oh that's a Philly thing, oh, okay, like that's something I think we all do, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that I it seems that a lot of people are really proud that they do do that. Oh good, and I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it at all. Yeah. What about what about what about Kansas? Kansas is, it, is, is it like is it is that your is that your hometown is that where you're from? Day yeah, one? that's where I'm from. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's flatland. Um, it's trees, cows, sunflowers. <laughs> uh, but you know, I would say the people here, um, they're connected in a good way. You know, uh, to the mob. That's 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 what I think. That, that's that's my Philly brain. My Philly brain goes, yeah, the South Philly is pretty connected too. <laughs> uh, I mean, of course, you have your, your your areas and you know types of people that you want to, you know, not not have in your circle. But um, for the most part, you know, it, it's it's a good place to be. Uh, is there is there a lot of is there a lot of homeless? Is there any homeless? I would say over the past few years, the homelessness is increasing. Um, yeah. uh, it's it's not as bad as some areas. Like, you know, I went to Las Vegas and I went to uh, San Diego um, and saw uh, a, 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 a very much higher uh, percentage of homelessness in those areas than, I, than there's here. Uh, but I have noticed that over the last few years, it's been more and more. So drugs are a real bitch these days. Yeah, and especially especially probably in boring areas like yours, mm-hmm. people do drugs to keep busy. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I can understand, I can understand. So, you know, I can understand someone being homeless in San Diego versus here. Yeah, they just don't rain there, right? And it's a beautiful place, you know. Right, it's so uh, sunny all the time. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. rain. Yeah, but, but here, but here, uh, like now is now that it's cold, 
they got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) They got a big problem. I I I have these friends who host a podcast, uh, and 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 their old buddies they served in the army together, uh, Mm -hmm. and in the beginning of their podcast, it seems like they go on and on, and I make fun of them, and I'm mostly just very much joking. They go on 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 about what the weather is, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is this the weather podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Listen to a podcast about what the weather is like in places that I'm not. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Dan and Renee. Renee Renee lives in Denver and uh Dan lives in Grand Rapids. Uh. And they, they talk about the weather's where they are. And I'm like, that's not where I am. That's not what the weather's like here. Right. <laughs> so what is the weather like there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, do I you get like? Kind of, do you, I guess it's been kind of cold lately. Do Do you get like a lot of rain or does not it snow really, heavy? No. Does it snow heavy no. when it's cold or? Not really. I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes, sometimes it comes down hard, and then sometimes it doesn't come down at all. <laughs> like last year, we didn't get no snow. Oh, that's None. nice. That's nice. <clears throat> so I like the way snow looks if I'm on the inside looking out at it. Um, exactly. <laughs> don't don't want to be, don't want to be uh, out there driving along, driving no, around in it. No. Yeah, it's, it's scary, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, that's my least favorite part about the snow is that I have mm-hmm. to drive around in it. My 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 car always slides into like a a spinny circle. Like I'll mm-hmm. be like, whoa, I'm spinning in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not the hugest fan of driving in the snow. No, I, I, I can also, do I'm it. I'm not a huge fan of driving in general. I don't really like driving. I especially don't like driving in the snow. Right. Uh, I, I can do it, but I'd rather not. Um, but I love to drive. You know, um, I've driven long distance many times. Uh, I prefer not to drive so long now. But, I mean, I know I can if I want to. But um, uh, I'd rather fly because it saves so much time, even though, the airport is ridiculous. Uh, they, you know, they have their methods and whatnot, but uh, it, it, it's a lot quicker to get there if you fly as opposed to driving. So, um, but I don't mind driving at all. Would Would you be willing to listen to my business idea that I have? Sure. Tell me if you think it's a good one. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is so tough. <laughs> okay. So, you know how, like, people are scared to fly? hmm What if distracted them from their fear of flight, fear of flying on airplanes, by treating an airplane, like the inside of an airplane, like mm-hmm. it's a Halloween haunted house? Like, have mm-hmm. haunted airplanes. Okay. Right? Halloween Spirit Airlines? I mean, it basically writes itself. <laughs> like, the, the commercials for it could be like, <laughs> flight, or f- flight or fright, why not both? Halloween Spirit Airlines. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you will have some people fly your, your airline. 
it, it just, I don't know how you would uh, be able to make that happen. I mean, because usually in a normal airplane environment, you're just sitting down, just riding along, you know? Uh, yeah, maybe make, we just play horror movies on everybody's screens and like have the have the flight attendants in costume, like have a Jason Voorhees handing out sodas. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a. I, I, I would think that there's a market for it somewhere. Uh, when they when they stand up at the top and they do the demonstration with the seatbelts, they could be like, like the way you stab into the bodies. You stab <laughs> <laughs> Just a real haunted presentation. Um, no, the exits. <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for that somewhere. Or Haunted least... clowns. Haunted clowns is the pilot. Meet your pilot, <laughs> Captain Bubbles, and he comes out. And says, hey, <laughs> we all we all fly up here. We all fly. <laughs> Captain Bubbles. That's 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 great. Uh, how did clowns end up with names like Bubbles? Because they blow bubbles in the air, I don't know. <laughs> it de it definitely sounded like you you were telling a joke that you knew what the punchline was. You're like, how to how how to clown get the name Bubbles, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no punchline. <laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> of their noses, maybe the the clown nose is like mm -hmm. a bubble, perhaps. Uh -huh. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so what's a question that nobody's ever asked you that you wished that you had been asked? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Can I guess? Sure. Do you believe in ghosts? Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> um, I, I, I really don't. Uh, probably probably because uh, I've just ha never had any type of experience like that. Uh, even when I watch a scary movie, I'm, my thought is like, this is just a movie. You know, uh, this is special effects. Uh, have somebody scared me? Uh, yeah. Caught me off guard. Uh, I went in a haunted house once. Now, when you, when you mentioned the airline, and uh, we were just walking walking along, and nothing was happening. And uh, of course, you're always anticipating something happening. And uh, this person that was up above had like a a ghost suit on, and they just jumped from one side to the other. Uh, and we weren't we weren't ready for that. We were like looking ahead and looking behind. And when that happened, I almost hit the floor <laughs> because, because you know it just it was the unexpected that happened, uh, and uh, it freaked the heck out of me. But um, I, I'm not you know I, I don't believe in ghosts or anything, but I believe in angels that jumped over and about knocked me on the floor. <laughs> 
do you know do you know how to heckle a ghost i do not <laughs> boo back oh you boo <laughs> you boo back <laughs> so yeah no nobody's ever asked me that question before um, did you have another one that you that that you've that you've never been asked uh i really don't think about that um it's oh. just I usually just, you know, when people ask a question, I usually answer it, but uh, never thought about the question that nobody's ever asked me. Um, if, uh, have you have you ever done any deep diving on the Mandela effect? Not really. Do you know what it is? Enlighten me. It's like it's like this theory, and 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 for sure. Do your own research. I'm not the source. I'm not the mm -hmm. sort the news source on what Mandela effect is. But okay. it's basically like all this stuff that's like mass misremembered. Like it's like um like Febreze. You mm -hmm. they say Febreze used to be spelled with two E's and they just now spell it with one E. Mm -hmm. And like everyone goes, Oh yeah, it's always been spelled with one E. And they're like, No, I clearly remember plain as day, it was spelled with two E's. Or like mm -hmm. the, 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 you know, the Berenstein Bears. Mm -hmm. uh, it, so, like at some point, it, they were just like, yeah, it's always been Berenstein Bears. S-T-A-I-E-N. And mm -hmm. it used to be E-I-N. Right. So like people are like, they the theory is that uh, some some theory is like, we crossed over into an alternate universe hmm. at one point. And some of the things, some of the things got misremembered. Like um, the, the, the risky business where like Tom Cruise slides into the room in his socks and he's like, plays the broom. Like it's a guitar mm -hmm. um, in the scene. Everybody remembers he had sunglasses on, but now they go, well, well, now when you watch the movie back, he didn't have sunglasses on and he never was wearing sunglasses at all. Right. But like people have costumes where they're wearing the sunglasses. Everybody um, is misremembering that. Or um, in Legally Blonde, like they um, people uh, misremembered that the girl's car was pink and it wasn't pink or something like a, little, a, a few real, real like. Uh, deep pulls, you know what I mean. Uh -huh. But I would, I would encourage you to do your own uh, research on that one. Okay, but I could fall that. into a deep rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hard to not go like, yeah, there is something up with that. Um, there, there, there's certainly something up with that. I don't know why. Like, wh wh how is the, how is the mass amount of people misremembering? things like the sunglasses from right. the iconic sock slide across the floor. Right. Interesting. Um, very interesting. I will definitely deep dive into that. <laughs> Mass brainwashing. Mm. I think it got its name from, uh, I guess there was news reports that Nelson Mandela died while he was in prison. And then mm when he got released from prison, people were like, but they said he was dead. Everybody, there was news reports that said he was dead. But I, I think that's where it came from. 
Mm. Please don't 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 quote me or go to me as the source for what any of these things are. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, uh, do you think the planet is round, or do you think the planet is not round? Um, I would say it's round. I would say it's round. It's it's huge, and the surface that we're on is flat. Um, but yeah, I would say it's round. I would uh, all the way agree with that. Yeah. You know, uh, the there uh, there's airplanes that fly all over the world every day. Mm -hmm. And the people who map out those flight plans map it out with the precision that they used on a spherical earth. Yeah. <laughs> those people are smarter than you people. <laughs> Any of the people who want to say they've been lying to us this whole time. How many people do you think they got signing NDAs? Like they couldn't <laughs> have arranged that, yeah. that well to go. Yeah. Well, the planet's been flat this whole time, and I had to sign this NDA non-disclosure agreement that I wouldn't <laughs> tell anybody. <laughs> it's just, it's just bonkers. It's just yeah. bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your opinion on aliens? Aliens. Uh, there are some strange people out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really not so convinced on the alien thing. Um, I would, I would say that we're the aliens going to other planets, you know, um, <laughs> because that's what we're doing. We're shooting rockets into space and going to the moon and all that other stuff. Um, I would say if there are aliens, it's, it's us. <laughs> we are the aliens. <laughs> I, 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 I think I got to believe that. Yeah. I mean, the technology dude imagine imagine not even not even 40 years ago not even 40 years ago uh cell phones didn't exist video games didn't exist like they mm -hmm. exist now like yeah. like so so much technology has evolved so much in mm -hmm. 40 years yeah. like imagine what they'll be able to do in the future like including sending some stuff back in time, you know, yeah, yeah. who, who knows that could have happened. That could be, that could be what's going on. Could um, be. I'm, but at the same time, uh, I do think, I do think that there's gotta be something else. Like every, there's so much space out there. There's so much mm -hmm. like, to think that we're alone in all of that space seems a bit too arrogant. <laughs> like it, there's gotta be something, something else, other life on other planets somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, different planets, you definitely know that they're there. Um, so I would think if there is some type of uh, what we consider life form, it would be totally, totally and completely different, you know, um, on another planet because of how it's structured or whatnot and where its location is. Uh, I wouldn't expect any of us to 
survive on another planet because it's another planet. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it is some type of life form, it's probably something we probably wouldn't even recognize if we've seen it, you know. You know how like representation is important mm -hmm. in movies and TV? Mm -hmm. Do you think aliens, if they do exist, are happy with how they're represented in, in our <laughs> movies and TV shows? No. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> not all aliens. Not all aliens. Like they're watching. Like, That's not us. That's not me. I don't think that way. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, just really bad misrepresentation if there if there was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another Earth, bitch. <laughs> another type of life form out there. We, we probably have no idea. Uh, you know, uh, our, our wildest imagination is probably way off. <laughs> um, I I had on here uh, a uh, once I had a, a Bigfoot hunter on the podcast, and well, I asked this question, which I'll ask you right now. Okay. If Bigfoot were to buy a pair of shoes, what size do you think those shoes would be? <laughs> uh, probably a little bit bigger than the size of Shaq's shoe. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you think Sasquatch can dunk? Uh, yeah. Uh, without even trying. <laughs> you can't even dunk, bro. <laughs> oh, um, just, just a few more things, and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what? What's um? A part of what was important for me starting out the podcast was. Uh, it was always important for me to have conversations on the record or to mm -hmm. say things on the record. Like when I, when I started it, I, I make this example every time I bring this up. Uh, my mother had a CD burnt that had voicemails from her mom after, after she passed and her best friend, Maria, after she passed, she, mm -hmm. she, and she said to me, you know how, like when people's, when people die, you kind of forget what their voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that and instantly being like, I want, I want nobody to forget what my voice is like. Like mm -hmm. I would love for anybody who, you know, who, you know, loses me or has that loss in their life and go back and hear all these kind of conversations and understand the evolving of Corey Castle from who I was when I first started to who I'll continue to become mm -hmm. as the show goes on. So having conversations on the record and, and telling people how, how special they are to me and how important conversations with them have been. Mm -hmm. I, I like to take those moments and just uh, to tell you, man, how, how, how grateful I am for the currency of your effort and your time today. And Absolutely. I want to be a resource for you in any way. So, like, I mean, I started very minimal today with me being a guest on your show. But if there's mm -hmm. any other questions that you have for me or anything at all, 
at any point. If you ever feel like you need to ask me anything, I'm I'm here for you, man. I, I'm psyched I for that. whatever the next the next level is, whatever the next part of our friendship is. I'm for it. Oh man, I appreciate that. That's beautiful. Um, uh, and likewise, you know, uh, I'm I'm always uh, looking to build from where I'm at today. Uh, seeing how I built to where I'm at today from yesterday. Uh, uh, I'm at a, I'm at a much better place and I'm really looking forward to where I'll be tomorrow. That's great. And I, and I look forward to you being there too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any questions or statements on the record that you wanted to state while we were talking about the, the here and now? Oh man. Um, I'm just, you know, processing everything that we talked about. Uh, uh, I really like the communication. Uh, I'm very, very happy that you uh, invited me to your show. Uh, looking forward to, you know, bigger and better things. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, uh, I do. I do another segment on the show, and when we start wrapping it up, I'll, I do this thing where I call it audio time travel. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm very fascinated with time travel. Uh, dude, you, I found myself also in another YouTube deep dive, which you can try to do this too. There are accounts of people who claim all the way to be time travelers. Okay. Like, <laughs> talking about the future, they came here from wherever. It's mm -hmm. almost like as much of a online presence as like flat earthers. Okay. Time travel, tra time travel talks. Mm -hmm. uh, but that I'm I'm not saying that to set this up at all what i i'm set how i'm setting this up i got i kind of got sidetracked there for a second <laughs> <laughs> what i'm trying to set up is <clears throat> i like to i like to picture this this recording being discovered 20 years in the future mm -hmm. uh, by let's say somebody who loves you the most your sons stumble mm -hmm. across this recording mm -hmm. time stamped right now in 2023, the very end of 2023, mm -hmm. going into 2024, uh, what messages, what messages do you want this version of you to give to the uh, 20 years aged from now versions of your sons? The next things you say that come out of your mouth in the next minute until, until you wrap it up, that's going directly to them. Oh, man. Um First of all, you know, I cannot be more proud as a father to have three sons like y'all. Um, you have been my inspiration, and I hope that I have been your inspiration as well. Um, I want you to do better in life than I have done, and I want you to continue to be great and find the greatness in your children and make them greater than your greatness. Love that. <laughs> I felt some real emotions in there. Yeah, absolutely. I felt some real emotions there. Yeah. The, the, uh, I, I think about those kind of things. I think about those timelines. I think about that, that timestamp. Mm -hmm. And 
and it it, it it rocks me a little bit when I hear people talking to their kids, yeah, and like always being really hopeful, because like I, mean, I I I got a little choked up when my my friend Niles was on here and he was talking mm. about his son who was just born, mm. and he got really really into uh, how how much he wants he wants to never make him feel like he doesn't believe in him. And he was like, I believe in, like said something like, I believe in you so much that by the time I think you're going to hear this podcast, not only will you have done way better than me, you'll <laughs> like, you'll already be on the path to making your sons better than you are. Like yeah. kind of very similar to what you said. And I, I was like, Ooh, cool thing. <laughs> but, I, I love that. I love that passion. I love that belief. I love that uh, that faith. Yeah, man. Um, this world could use a lot more of that. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, we, dude. I think. I think. I think somehow, the narrative got shifted that like men are the worst, and that sucks that it did get shifted that way. Because mm -hmm. like representation matters <laughs> right <laughs> uh, um, make 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 being a man great again you know i actually think we are um yeah. and and in my case i have a true to life example um when i was a kid um it was basically known that when people went to court in a divorce scenario, uh, automatically the mother was going to get the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just that way. That's the way the court saw it. Um, regardless of what was said, regardless of what evidence was found, that's where the kids ended up. Um, but in my, in my case, um, years later, the courts realized that that wasn't always the best best route to take. Um, so after all the deliberation back and forth, uh, even though I felt like it would have been the best for the kids to be with me, um, you have those doubts when you go into court because all this stuff is being said and presented, uh, whether it be true or fiction. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, when the judge gave the decision that the, the kids would be with me, I, I, I was like stunned there for a minute. You know, I, I was kind of like, did I, did I hear that correctly? You know, well, this, it's gotta, this, there's gotta be nerves in that. Just the same way you were talking about nerves before yeah, about uh -huh. your body preparing yourself for something yeah. that not, is what your mind's already going there. Your body's preparing uh -huh. itself for how that's going. I mean, you you got to think about like, like how you're gonna provide and how oh, like yeah. life be and like how like living situations are gonna yeah. be. And I mean, you how, get like a million thoughts at once. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it's got. I mean, I I don't have any firsthand experience in that, yeah. but uh -huh. I can imagine like the, the toughness of it. Like, yeah, but but I'm trying to what, juggle your 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 self doubt yeah. inside of your confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess at the end of the day, uh, it just shows how through um, 
the struggles and um, the the efforts of of real dads out there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, uh, if you do what's right and keep doing uh, the best for the best, um, you will see a victory at the end of the the race. So what I'm going to do, this is how, this is how we do the, 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 the second to the last lap on wrapping the whole thing up okay. is I'll say that I deal like just hypothetically, mm-hmm. hypothetically, I have gifted you this show. This is your first episode of your brand new podcast evolving mm-hmm. with evolution. Okay. Uh, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, take the most valuable takeaways, wrap them up in a pretty bow, and send everybody home happy and inspired. What would that message be? Um, to all the aliens out there <laughs> and, and the ghosts, <laughs> Um, and and the people in the world of comedy, wrestling, music, and movies. Um, (laughs) I think, I think my goofballness is rubbing (laughs) off on you. I, I here, here now present you with, um, a gal- intergalactic goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this 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 does get broadcasted intergalactically. I mean, it's all it's all over everywhere. I mean, everybody's listening to it. I mean, you, you, I sit here and go, oh, it's the show's not taken off the way I want it to, but. It is taken off in other planets. Other planets are are jamming to jamming to evolving with Corey Castle on a weekly basis and following right. my YouTube page. Right. If you uh take a starship to another planet, um everybody be waiting for you to land. <laughs> alien Ooh. like and alien subscribe and <laughs> alien comment. <laughs> uh, alien share and alien rate. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening on Spotify, well, uh, Alien Spotify, uh, go ahead, go ahead and answer the the Q and A questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interact. Oh, man. Yeah, man, this is this is great. Uh, I like what you're doing. Um, it definitely sparks a lot of communication, uh, and and it does go a long way when when you start it the way you started. So. Uh, great idea and, and hope you keep it going. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that encouragement. No problem. It's real nice. Uh, do you do any impressions? Uh, I do not. <laughs> no, I don't believe no. you. I, I think, you I think you're, I think you're just saying that cause you don't, cause you're embarrassed or something. <laughs> well, uh, something I never really tried to do. Um, uh, I don't even know where to, where to start with anything like that. Um, a pity the fool. <laughs> there you go. That's about that's the only one. thing I got. That's a good one, man. It's <laughs> about the only thing I got. <laughs> automatically think of clubber. I automatically think of 
Rocky three. <laughs> that's that's the Philly in me right there. Uh huh. Automatically go to Rocky. You'd think you'd think I'd go to WrestleMania because I'm a big wrestling nerd, but no, I went right to Rocky three. Yeah. It's brotherly I mean, love's in my blood, brother. There, there you go. So in your in your best Mr. T impression, you say the way we the way we wrap it up, we have we say be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Quit your jibber jabber. No, we don't say quit your jibber jabber. That's just Mr. T. Be fun. What was the next one? Be fun, have safe. Be fun, have safe. And keep evolving. <laughs> Quit your jibber jabber, fool. <laughs> Quit your jibber jabber, fool. <laughs> Thank you for everybody who's uh, checked this out. If you stuck stuck with us for an hour and a half, uh, uh, please please take the time to uh, to like, comment, share, subscribe, any of those things. Uh, interact in some way. That would be really appreciated. Uh, I love I love the fact that you you spent any of the currency of your effort and your time here on on this show, hearing my voice, hearing our voices, hanging out with us. So you know, just the only call to action would be to interact a little bit, absolutely, and uh, let you know let us know you exist. If you exist, let us know you exist. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving and quit the jibber jabber.